0: missed it download it this is the morning sickness podcast i love it it's brilliant 957 95 7, the and the 957 7 the rock app do you like ketchup shaw
1: uh yeah on some things what do you normally put it on french fries french fries okay burger burgers, burgers okay. yeah hot dogs hot dog mm-hmm. nuggets mm-hmm. brats Brats, brats, yeah, not nuggets. No. Some people are purists when it comes
2: to brats, and they give you a hard know, time about I ketchup. I like it. I same, like a combination. Same as a Chicago dog, right? A, a version of the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get mad. If Sometimes you put my grilled on
3: cheese. I like to dunk my grilled cheese oh, in it. if I don't have tomato
2: soup. You're not alone. Uh, BuzzFeed article asking people about their ketchup usage, and uh, when I was a kid, ketchup was king. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, of course, this was you know 40 years ago, so there wasn't a, a lot of variety when it comes to sauces. But uh, now we've got a ton of a plethora, if you will, of things to dunk our food in. Uh, But ketchup was always on the door and it was certainly a go to, uh, even though at the, you know, at the time I didn't realize it was just sugar, basically red (laughs) sugar. Here's some red sugar for you. Uh, It's a lot different than like a homemade, you know, like version of ketchup or as they like to pronounce it catsup. We've got some catsup on Mm -hmm. the table. Uh, Hot dog. Number one, 85 percent of people use ketchup on a hot dog. Fries. Number two, 83 percent of people use ketchup. Uh, I wonder if they include the people that mix it with mayo and do that uh, mayo chup that's uh, very popular in canada and my wife also likes to do that at the house uh burgers 82% of people mm-hmm. use ketchup on their burgers nuggets i don't uh, i don't uh, if you usually, have nothing else it's okay i guess but like i'm a barbecue sauce I'm guy i'm a ranch yeah. Honey mustard or honey? My daughter's honey, honey too. Yep. Chicken nuggets. Only 69% of people use ketchup on their nuggies. Uh, Eggs. Do you put eggs? Uh, Do you do some ketchup on your eggs?
3: Not normally, no. I do. Sometimes I do sriracha.
2: If there is ketchup because of the hash browns, they might get on there a little bit. And they mix in a little bit, that's okay. That's okay, yeah. A tiny bit of ketchup with some scrambled. Uh, I don't know if I really like it with the fried eggs because you already got the goo from the egg yolk. Um, Grilled cheese. Surprising, surprisingly low. I was surprised to see how low this number was. Twenty-one percent of people, on the maybe because the tomato soup, maybe I think maybe that's the pairing people like, and then they dunk their cheese in the in the tomato soup. But if there's some ketchup, man, I'm gonna put that down the on the plate and sop up some mm. of that with my grilled cheese. Other sandwiches, just anything in regards to sandwiches, fourteen percent of people use ketchup on those. This one is bizarre. Pasta. People put ketchup on pasta. What kind of pasta would you put ketchup
3: maybe on? Maybe I could see. I could. I don't do Excuse it, me? but I could see macaroni and cheese maybe. If you're putting, like, haven't you ever cut up hot dogs yeah, in yeah. macaroni and well, cheese?
2: Well, if, if it's leftover mac and cheese, yeah. uh, there's two solutions. You either, A, uh, add a little bit of milk to it when you're microwaving it to kind of make it more soupy, or the ketchup, but... I, don't, I When I hear pasta, I'm just thinking like spaghetti or linguine or Parfali right. or something. You know, I'm, like, just, nah, I'm not putting ketchup on there. All
3: the things like onion rings and cheese curds, though. So oh. I, like any kind I of think those kind are in of fries. Yeah. I think those are all in fried,
2: <laughs> fried foods, yeah. And uh, this is the weirdest one of all, though, Shaw. BuzzFeed again. And you can. I, I wrote an article about this on the Morning Sickness page at dot com. if you want to read more about it. But uh, 14% of people in this BuzzFeed article say they would eat ketchup by the spoonful.
1: Ugh.
2: Like, so they just no eat thanks. it raw. They just, just just
1: squirt right into the mouth. There,
2: just boom. like cheese whiz. Like you take it out of the cabinet and you just squirt. Oh,
3: oh. My husband was telling me the other day that when he would, they were, you know, pretty poor growing up, and he would make peanut butter, mayo, and lettuce sandwiches.
2: Just because that was what was around. That, I think that that that's it.
3: yeah. Well, yeah. That was available. That was what he had.
2: I've told you many times. Donut used to make ketchup sandwiches. And yeah. I did boggle my mind. Uh, I guess ketchup. Sandwiches are better than mayo sandwiches? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. He would just take a piece of bread, a slice of bread, squirt ketchup on it, fold it in half and eat it. (laughs) I didn't quite grasp the concept there, and more power to him. He's okay now, but...
0: (laughs) The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of the morning sickness.
2: It certainly doesn't have the ethical content that I think it should have... I don't know if you knew this, Shaw, but 50 years ago today, President Nixon signed an order to lower voting age to 18. Mm-hmm. So we're playing Factor Bullcrap, Shaw. Okay. Age limit edition. Ooh. What do you know about ages?
1: They seem to come and go, don't they?
2: They do. They go faster well, as you get like older. Drinking
1: yes, age do. stuff, too?
2: Yeah, all okay. kinds of different age limits. All right. Okay. Factor Bullcrap, in the U.S., you have to be at least 18. To legally buy tickets to an R-rated
1: movie. Is that fact or bullcrap, Shaw? I, I can't remember if it's 17 or 18, but I'll say fact. Uh, it's 17, isn't it?
2: You can see R-rated movies when you're 17. It's not even really a law. The Motion Picture Association of America determines suggestion. ratings. Theaters follow them voluntarily, but right. they're not legally required to. Obviously, you don't want the PR hit if you let a 12-year-old into <laughs> a rated movie or something like that. But yeah, there's no real law around it, but 17, Shaw. Factor Bullcrap Age Limit Edition here on the Morning Sickness on ninety five seven the Rock. You have to be at least thirty-five to be the president of the United States. Is that Factor Bullcrap? That is true, yes. Hoo-ah. You gotta be thirty-five or older to be the president or vice president. Meanwhile, in France, Finland, Croatia, and Turkey, you can run for president at age eighteen. Hmm. Imagine that. Probably not very successfully, but Yo, you Yo, man, I am straight up not having a good time right now. <laughs> that guy in office. Oh, man. Factor bullcrap, age limited edition here on the Morning Sickness of 95.7 The Rock. You cannot rent a car in the U.S. until you're 25. Is that factor bullcrap?
1: I believe I that's a fact, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: no? What is it, 21? They charge extra if you're under 25, oh. but do rent cars to people younger than that. Most set the limit at 21, but it's as low as 18 uh-huh. in some places. I've always heard
1: 25, but okay. Yeah,
2: 25, I think, is when you get it cheaper, when you can got sort it. of like, they're like, okay, you got your life together, and we don't have to charge you as much. But, uh, Fact or Bullcrap Shaw in Kenya. Okay. You can get your driver's license at age 11. Is that factor or crap? Why not? Let's say Fact. Uh, it's can't nine. Dri- you can't. Yeah, it's four. You can see over the steering wheel. <laughs> right, you're good. Uh, no, you can't drive a car in Kenya legally until you're 18, and it's anywhere between 14 and 18 in some other country, Shaw. So, well, you're not doing well with this no, one. You not got. At all. You, you missed three out of four here. Mm-hmm. Let's try to finish strong. Age limit edition of Factor Bullcrap. Last one. No gymnast under the age of 15 is allowed to compete in the Olympics. Is that Factor Bullcrap?
1: I think that's bullcrap.
2: Uh, but I was wrong. Boy, you really did not know anything about yeah, age we're, limits. We're in good. That's okay. Used Sha. to be 14. Now the limit is 16. But you can't be 15 if you're turning 16 later that year. Mm. No upper limit, though. At the Olympics in 2016, you might remember this one: a gymnast from Uzbekistan competed at age 41. Whoa! Get some granny That's out impressive. there. Get the horse lady. What the hell's her name? Remember the one, the trotter? She trotted around. What the hell was that? Prancer size, the prancer size oh, lady. Oh boy. Remember her, Shaw? I yes. do, yes.
1: unfortunately, yes. Did you
2: get a floor exercise for prancer size lady or what? Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go.
0: And Shaw, giving you the best they've
2: got. <laughs> no, really. what were the rules of your house growing up, Shaw? I mean, we know about your traveling stuff with the pee like, can. Don't candidates. touch the thermostat. Oh, the thermostat was generic. a big thing. That's yeah. pretty generic. Yeah, that's that seems to be a big one for a lot of people, but uh, that didn't really make the list here on the uh, top 10 rules of the house, according to a recent survey. uh, I don't know if I couldn't I wasn't allowed to have friends in the house when my parents weren't home because I was a latchkey kid from the time I was in first grade. And I would get home, you know, 3 o'clock, 3.30, you can't have whatever. anybody
3: over until we get back.
2: And my parents wouldn't get home till you know, 4 or 5 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So they didn't want me and my crazy-ass friends in the house causing all sorts of trouble. Understandable. Leave a note if you're going somewhere was a big
1: one. Uh, now know. they just snap you. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> cell phones and pagers were, mm-hmm. this was before all that. Right. My dad had a whistle. And when darkness came you, and he blew that whistle you better get home quick and you better you had to be within earshot of the whistle obviously to hear it so yeah we had a big city park right by our house
2: plus there were woods behind our house and a river so we had a bunch of bike trails and we were just always down there doing our thing and i had to change into, into play clothes did you have play clothes and school clothes did you have a different yeah,
1: probably i don't remember but probably yeah, that was I had big, church
2: clothes my mom was very we didn't go to church so my mom was very particular about changing out of this because i was you know a boy obviously so i get into mud and dirt and everything and uh but those are uh, that that was really about it. Closing doors, shutting off lights that was a big right. thing. Uh, but uh, the most common rules of the house I wrote an article about this. Uh, I saw the the survey mm-hmm. and there's an article on the morning sickness page at ninety five seven if you want to read it. number ten, not eating in your bedroom no no eating in the bedroom. <laughs>
3: the dishes in my house right now are in my girl's room. It's yeah. ridiculous. The summer well, all of COVID and whatever. It's like, girls I, there are no dishes down here. Can we please clean up the bedroom? Yeah, eating That's impossible in to my enforce. house was
2: meant to be in the kitchen in the, in the little dining area that we yeah, had. Yeah, we instead. enforced that too. I think it was more about uh, dishes though, right? It no wasn't about way. the food in the, the bedroom. Forget about it. Uh, be home before the street lights turn on. I think a lot of people yep. had that sort of thing going on. Uh, no snacks right before dinner. Wow, I am a terrible parent. <laughs> uh, number seven on the list of the ten most common rules of the house: you can't do anything fun until your chores are finished. Mm. So if you have chores or you have uh, you know things yeah. you got to do around yeah. the house to earn an allowance, you've got to do those. Um, number six: finish everything on your plate, even if you don't like it. No. Yeah, no. that was me. Well, it was me, but it's. What did you hate the most, Shaw?
1: Um, back then I hated broccoli, and I love broccoli now. But yeah.
2: Your mom make it and force you to eat it, though.
1: Every food that we that was put on our plates came out of a can or a freezer. There was never any fresh vegetables. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: number five on the list of the ten most common rules of the house that people had growing up was a limit on TV time, especially if it was a school night. Mm-hmm. Bedtime was a thing. Uh, you know, do kids have bedtimes now? Well, we did pre-COVID. Right. It's it's a free for all, dude. It might increase by a half hour every year. every year, year that you got much. older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember there was one yeah, year there where time. I was really looking forward to going from eight to eight thirty so I could watch Alf because Alf <laughs> was on at eight and I couldn't watch Alf, uh, so I would have to wait till the next year Very and then exciting. I could watch the final you know the next season of Alf. Uh, no sweets until after dinner. A lot of food stuff on here. I didn't yeah. have that many food other than you got to like when Dad's done eating that's it meals over. Uh, that was the only real rule that we had in my house in regards to food. Uh, you can't leave the table until you eat all your vegetables. There you go, Shaw. Yep, that was me. No TV until your homework is done. Nah, I had the TV on when the homework was getting done. I was home alone. What the hell was I supposed to do? Of course the TV's going on. I'm surprised you did any homework. I did a lot of homework.
1: I just... Didn't turn it in?
2: Oh, I turned it in. <laughs> I was a smart kid. I was in all eight. A- I was in, you know, the expedited classes and all that stuff. And I got... I could get straight A's if I wanted to. I just hated going to school. It was boring. Uh, and uh, number one on the list of the uh, most common rules of the house Shaw we had growing up. This one was big for, I think, pretty much everybody. You can't go out and play with your friends until you finish your homework. Mm-hmm. 43% of people responding to this survey said they had to deal with that one. You're listening to the best of the morning sickness. More more more,
0: more, more. more, more, more. Let's be real. Good morning. Morning. It's crazy right now. This sucks. But it's not all bad news. Check out some of the good news. Here to go. With bad music. Makes me feel good. Only on 95.7
2: The Rock. So, good news? Oh, man. Good news with bad music here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. We do it each and every weekday just after 7 o'clock. And this week's bad song is photographed by Nickelback. I don't hate the song. Sorry. I, I, ugh, a lot of people do. I'm, I know. I'm but definitely one I'm, of them. I could do without hearing this ever again. There's
3: definitely worse music than I this. I go to
2: the I go to the bar and the jukebox mm-hmm. is on this I, can, is, I, I would can, never I would never ever not once ever pick this song. I, I
3: necessarily wouldn't pick it, but I could drink some beers and drunk and sing along to it.
2: Give me a liter of men any day. I love that yeah, song. Yeah,
3: I know, that's a great song, isn't it?
2: But uh you can take this one, put it in the box yeah. and bury it at the bottom yeah. of the ocean. There's I'm worse. good. Worse. This is pretty cool. Oh,
1: sick can you see Ooh. by the dawn's early light
3: and the rocket's the bombs burst
2: So there's a girl, and her name is Madison Halberg, and she was singing the national anthem for Portland State pre-recording it in a park there uh, by the campus for their virtual graduation. As she was recording the song, a local opera singer by the name of Emmanuel Heinrich or Henry, Henry, excuse me, uh, was walking through the park, saw her and decided to join her and harmonize with her and then they recorded it. He's been singing at some of the Black Lives uh, Matter protests uh, to keep his uh, voice, you know, in in tune because he hasn't been able to perform because all the uh, venues have been closed, but uh, those two performing together and recording the national anthem there for her virtual graduation awesome. ceremony at Portland State. This is a pretty cool one, too. Good news of bad music here on The Morning Sickness on ninety five seven The Rock.
1: After Brian's death, I had to kind of take a do- whole different route as far as what I was going to do with my life. When he passed away 15 years ago, he had already decided to be an organ donor. One of those recipients is uh, Jeff, and he got his kidney and his pancreas.
2: Called her up. We talked for him. 45 minutes. Ever since then, we've just kept in touch for the last 14 years, you know.
1: And then Jeff called me, and he's like, I really hate to tell you this, but the kidney's failing. And I'm like, oh, well, that's just kind of funny, Jeff, because I've actually been thinking about this, that I need to be a a living donor, so what do I got to do?
2: This woman and her dead Mm -hmm. husband both donated a kidney to the same guy. I know. That story is just... It's out of Florida, Pensacola. Terry Harrington is her name. Uh, And she struck up a close friendship with Jeffrey Granger, who uh, received a kidney and a pancreas from her husband, Brian, who had died after a workplace accident in 2004. So they remain friends. And we've seen this time and time again with people who are organ donors and the families Mm -hmm. that get whatever, you know, life-saving organ from someone. Uh, They tend to maybe get to know each other, maybe become friends. And that's exactly what happened. And then 15 years later, the kidney was failing, and she donated her kidney to this guy. An unbelievable story. Uh, and you can certainly read more about that online, but good news of bad music we got one more gene this one father 's day of course, on Sunday It was really cool to read on sunday afternoon
3: it 's pretty cool because i 'm i 'm named after my dad, so I mean it was very emotional and stressful I bet i didn 't sleep till it was it was home i bet i didn 't sleep eight hours it took a it took a week, and I drove it up here and I parked it in here, and there was you know people here and
2: we all visited, and they all left and and I just, I just wanted to say, I can't cry. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was amazing. Bobby Bonsack's latest purchase came in May, and he's been driving it every day since. It's a 1974 Dodge Challenger with a personal history that dates back to the day that it rolled off the showroom floor. So this guy uh, was just getting back from Vietnam, ready to leave the Air Force. Ordered the Dodge muscle car, brand new, got it, mm. drove it, was his. Ended up selling it years later, and then his kid found the exact same oh car, gosh. the one that his dad bought, tracked it down, did all that work, and was able to get it back.
0: Job well done. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. 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 Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning
2: Sickness Podcast. Now, Gene, your kid is mm-hmm. uh, maybe going to college in the fall? No, know you guys are kind of working on I that. I
3: think he's decided to take a year and do uh, gen eds at a, at a, in a tech program. Okay. Um... That's where we sit as of right this second. Today, <laughs> as of right now, as of right this second. Well, it could. I, okay, I, you know, I'm true. not against a gap year. I mean, he was accepted to Winona State, and I don't know. Things are just so weird.
2: Shaw, <laughs> so obviously, all your kids went to college.
1: They did, yeah. yeah. All graduated.
2: Yeah. Look at you, proud dad. Do you well, hear that? pride? Just glad it's his, over. You hear that pride? In, well, it's not over. You're still paying the bills, aren't you? No. Heck, no. Really?
1: Look at you. I'm not paying any more of their bills. They're on their own. did my part. (laughs) Get out of here. You got
2: like a whole bunch of that to go yet, Gene. And you're making no money working in radio. Way to go. Here are some signs that you are not meant for college.
3: Oh, okay.
2: So maybe uh, write some of these down, Gene.
3: I'm writing them down.
2: Top signs you're not meant for college. In case you just got done with high school and you're thinking about taking that next step. The only thing you got on your SAT was drool. <laughs> <laughs> Fell asleep there a little bit. Oof! I love sleeping in class. Is there anything like that class nap? It was so seductive. <laughs> Just waiting for you all the time. Top signs you aren't meant for college, Shaw. Uh, you're a terrible test taker. Okay, except pregnancy tests. You ace
1: those, <laughs> you <laughs> you aced aced those that multiple
2: one. times. Multiple times you ace those pregnancy tests. Uh, signs you're not meant for college here on the morning sickness. You graduated high school with a 4.0. Yeah. Blood alcohol level. Oh, may have been a bit of that top signs you are not meant for college the rest of the family calls you the dumb one and you're a Kardashian (laughs) (laughs) Oof, that's not good top signs you're not meant for college you think you already uh, you think you're already a political science scholar because you follow Ted Nugent on Twitter
1: (laughs) hey
3: I read all the tweets
2: that's where you get your poly sci major right. from nowadays mm-hmm. is people's Twitter accounts. Some more signs that you're not meant for college. You come from a long, proud line of people who like to ram their heads into things when they have a few <laughs> beers in them. Yeah. I just saw a video of a guy who was ramming his head into a door and it was one of those like hollow doors. He ran right through it? And he did, but he got stuck, so Ooh. he had to have help get his Shards head.
1: of wood in, well, in your yeah, face?
2: Yeah, it's like fake wood, obviously, but uh, still dangerous, you know, near your eyes and your throat and jugular and all that stuff. But uh, top signs you're not meant for college here on The Morning Sickness. A ninety five seven. the Rock. A couple more. Your SAT scores were negative. <laughs> is that even possible? How much do you get just for writing your name? You get right. a bunch just for writing your get name some points for that, right? Don't you? <laughs> like, that is the ultimate participation trophy. You wrote your name. Here's some points. All right. Every time your science teacher mentions evolution, you whip your Bible at him and storm out in tears. <laughs> signs you might not be uh, ready for <laughs> that higher learning. You just found out "ba" doesn't stand for badass. Oh, <laughs> unless your last name is Baracus, "ba" Baracus. Uh, a couple more, Shaw. The top signs you're not meant for college here on the morning sickness on ninety five seven The Rock. The only book you read this year is Facebook.
1: <laughs> Doesn't Aww. really count. Sorry, I don't think that
2: qualifies uh, as a book. And uh, last but not least, the top signs that you're not meant for college. Here on the morning sickness on ninety five seven, the Rock. You like ping pong and beer separately, but not together. <laughs> not together. It's really not your.
1: Sorry, that's college. You can you do them
2: together. Can't mix those two things together, Shaw. So there you go. Did you write any of those down, Gene? I wrote them down. Might come in handy. Read a
3: book. I got that.
2: Not awesome, not great. The
3: best is yet to come. but
0: better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast.
1: It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. National peanut butter and jelly
2: day. Well, it's not national peanut butter and jelly day, but it is peanut butter jelly time, Shaw, because apparently there's more than one way to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
1: Bread, peanut butter, jelly. What else you got?
2: Well, those ingredients stay the same, but it's how do you assemble the sandwich that's getting... Peanut butter's first. It's yeah, getting uh, a, a lot of interest on the internet. People will argue about anything. We've, we've found that out over the last 17 years, but uh, this is uh, new for me. I've never even heard of these other ways of doing it. I've always taken two slices of bread, peanut butter first, jelly on, uh, you know, peanut butter on one slice of bread, jelly mm. on the other. You take the peanut butter side because that tends to stick better to the, the bread than the jelly would. Uh, You flop that over on top, and then you eat it. That seems to be about it, right? That's about it. It's pretty simple. Well, that's not how people get things done nowadays, Shaw. Everybody's got to be different and unique and have their own way of doing things. (laughs) Okay. It's 2020. I wrote an article about this, by the way, on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com if you want to check it out and find out all the different ways that people are making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But one way they're doing it, Shaw, and this is interesting, is they take the bread, they put the peanut butter and jelly on the one slice... And Both on the same piece of bread. Yeah. So peanut butter first, then no, jelly on work. top. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that at all. I've never once. I do one, that.
1: What? I do that. I like to spread the jelly right onto the bread. And yeah. Mm. I put it on the peanut butter. Why? I don't. What, know. What happened to you?
3: <laughs> Why not?
1: Well, here's the problem. It's wrong. You, yeah. No, it's you, not. If you dip the knife into the jelly, spread it onto a piece of. Uh, you know, plain don't d- bread. D- don't double dip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and you don't have enough. Then you got to go back for more jelly. I don't. I don't if never you spread it, I it have on the enough. peanut butter side. Now you have got peanut butter on your knife. Nah, goes I kind of take the, the
3: knife and like almost pour it out. You know what I mean? Like I take out as much as I'm going to need, as opposed to just putting on the knife. I kind of dump the jelly onto the.
1: You would be bread. shocked
2: to find out that I don't have diabetes based on how much jelly <laughs> and peanut butter I put on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> is By the it, way, is it? It's obscene. It is, and I don't care because I love peanut butter and jelly. But I want it thick, fat. <laughs> I want more jelly than bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the bread is only there to save As my hands from to get to the right to put the jelly and peanut butter in my mouth. <laughs> just That's a vessel. It, yeah, it's a spoon, if you will. It's some sort so those of like, little
3: packets at the restaurant. You're, you're talking no, five, six, bother. seven of those. Is that even, what you're? I
2: don't even bother with that. This is an at home at home thing. But the, the other way that people apparently do uh, peanut butter and jelly shaw is not just uh, the weird way that Gene does it with the peanut butter and then the jelly on top of it and then a dry ass nothing on it mm-hmm. slice of bread on top. Uh, what they do in order to <laughs> this part boggled my mind in order to keep the jelly bread uh, the jelly side of the bread from getting sloppy and 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 moist they take peanut butter and put it on both slices of bread first and then jelly in the middle and I thought to myself how long does it take you to eat a friggin peanut butter and jelly sandwich like does it take so long that the jelly's really soaking into the bread that you got a sloppy wet mess there I mean what are you doing what are you taking a half hour break in between bites or something? I mean, come on, man. But yeah, apparently people are putting peanut butter on both slices of bread and then jelly in the middle.
1: Huh. Well, you get double your peanut butter that way, I guess. Yeah, but I don't want double. I want double everything. I want double jelly. I want double I want everything. Oh,
2: no, I want double everything, man. I'm
1: putting, you know, the jelly's the good part. What if you kicked it up a notch and, and made like a sandwich with three pieces of bread? No, because I don't want more bread. I want more peanut
2: butter and jelly. That's the point of the peanut butter jelly sandwich. But think how massive that peanut butter and jelly sandwich could be if you had another slice of bread in there. No, it's not about the bread. It's about the peanut butter and jelly. I just said that. I don't want more bread. I want less bread. If there was a way to do it without bread, I'd do <laughs> so it without a spoon. bread. Well, yeah, but I don't want to just shovel it in like some... Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I do that sometimes as well. You know what I mean? Like, instead of using a knife, I use a spoon. Yeah. So I have an excuse to spoon more peanut butter and jelly into my fat face. <laughs> But anyways, if you want to find out more about how peanut, uh, people are making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in weird ways like Gene does, uh, go to our website. Whatever. We got a new front runner for weirdest peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Shaw. Oh, yeah? Tyler, SNS Cycle. I put butter down, then peanut butter one half, then jelly on the other side.
1: Adding butter to the mix. So he so. puts
2: butter on the bread and then the peanut on both slices hmm. or just the peanut butter slice?
1: Why the butter? What the hell's going on? <laughs> I mean, peanut butter has butter in it.
2: What the hell is wrong with people? Tourist says, fry the peanut butter and jelly sandwich like a grilled cheese. Nuclear hot lava runs down your oh fingers. My oh, my I never thought about that. No, I don't have time to. I'm fat. I want to eat right away. The peanut butter Can't and jelly wait. sandwich allows me to eat as many calories mm-hmm. as I want right away. There's no to waiting, Shaw. Yes. swallow it down. Yes. I will choke
3: down this peanut because I'm fat and I, I want to be fatter. I, I never grilled it. I bet the kid, I should try that.
1: Yeah, It sounds I'm not well, it's try- like a pudgy pie, right? You've done that. Yeah, I'm it's not trying to yeah, have a true. cafe
2: over here. I'm trying to eat. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is with this grilling and butter? And we just got a text on the five-star telecom rock line. Three pieces of bread is the way to go when you're Three hungry. Pieces. No, a second sandwich. That's the best way yeah. to go. <laughs> Duh. Why not just go for four pieces of bread? And then you've got two sandwiches peanut butter on the outside pieces jelly on the that's a dude you're making trigonometry over here you're making my brain hurt I'm just trying to eat as much peanut butter and jelly and as less bread as possible right Shaw well that's your thing sure what the hell's going on with these people I live amongst weirdos get those cheap ass gas station peanut butter and jelly they got like one little sliver of peanut butter in there like give me a break the bread's like two inches thick garbage that's where that belongs you're not yeah. putting
1: it on Texas toast then, huh?
2: No. No. There was a, I, I forget what bakery did. There's a, you know, <laughs> that's one thing about bread. Yeah, how, why do we have so many bread makers? So, <laughs> it's like, you go there, it's like, oh my goodness, there's like 8,000 different breads. Uh, there was you have a, a lot of choices for all the things. In New England, uh, there was a, a local bakery that did like a, a Canadian white bread, which was uh, denser and moister than a regular white, Shaw. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was my jam back in the day. Uh-huh growing up at my parents house we just got another text to see what this weirdo's doing well this is bread somebody Her says bread. i'm with tyler butter on bolt what the hell is that a wisconsin thing is that a midwest thing are people here just well are, are they, we are like to just...
3: support the dairy industry so go. maybe <laughs> yeah,
2: do you need to put butter or why don't you just put some freaking cheese curds in the middle of your peanut butter and <laughs> well, maybe you do don't be judgy yeah but you guys don't even drink whole milk around here either so you're not really supporting the dairy industry oh geez this guy sent me a book what the hell's going on with the the two separate text messages Eric's is at the end of the bread. I sometimes have three pieces left, so a triple double oh. decker.
3: So yeah. they're taking the heel, using the heel. Yeah, but
2: I like using that as one slice because it's less bread. You know what I mean? It's like it's just enough it's to hold in cracker the peanut bread.
3: It's just yeah. a smaller oh. size bread.
2: <laughs> peanut butter on two slices. Remove the center of the third slice and fill the center. What the hell? is What? That? Peanut butter on two slices. Remove the center of the third. I don't know what the hell this. So
3: they're making like a, a well in the middle of the middle piece of bread. That's yeah. too much work. Again, it's just They're taking the center out, so that's just the edges and the jellies like in the middle. So it's kind of like a these people like are, a peanut butter and jelly ding making, dong
2: almost. Ooh. <laughs> jelly roll. <laughs> Someone says make two pancakes and then make a peanut butter Dude,
3: too much work. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of pancakes. So much work. Leftover pancakes, I could see that. Open
2: the bread. Take out the bread. Peanut butter, jelly, bam. <laughs> done. Sandwich done. Eating. Happy. That's and people are working for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They're just
3: taking it to another level. They got problems. They're, no, they're just apparently exploring. this quarantine
2: is just making people go crazy. With <laughs> no peanut kidding, butter and jelly. Brian.
3: Wow. Let's put on a show.
0: You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. It up. But let's be honest, Shaw's the real star of the show.
1: Taking up the butt. Yeah. Having a party,
0: Brian and Gene can help it get turned up. Hey. This ain't any kind of Pinterest bullshit. This is real-life advice that you can actually use. Oh, no! You might want to check this one out. Listen every Wednesday morning at 8.05 for the Summer Party Tip, brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill.
2: Summer Party Tip brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill. Weekdays, or Wednesdays, excuse me, uh, here on the Morning Sickness, on 95 five seven the Rock, hooking you up with tips to party hardy. You going camping at all this year?
3: Uh, we got a cabin, so okay. not tent camping. Okay. But,
2: so, <laughs>
3: you know, bathrooms and flushing, right, flushing right. toilets and running water. Ameni- and stuff. Amenities, amenities, Amen, right? so, yeah. yeah, beds
2: and but, yeah, heat.
3: But, and but uh, no, so not tent from the mosquitoes. camping. Mosquitoes. Yeah,
2: we don't. We don't like to. We have a tent, and we don't really like to tent camp. Unless I'm drunk on my birthday and my I wife like wants it, to set up the tent in the backyard. But uh, We
3: talked about going to see my mom this weekend, and maybe we'd have to put the tent up because we right. couldn't go inside. Obviously. Well, my
2: in-laws have a camper. And, uh, That's the way we're, to go. If we're thinking about it uh, on a weekend, we might ask if we can borrow their camper. They're usually pretty gracious. But here are some camping hacks, especially if you're going to be tenting. Uh, these are more geared towards people who are going to be tenting out. Okay. But uh, Warm up your sleeping bag with some hot water and a sealable water bottle. I used to do this back in the old days. You've probably seen these uh, tricks in movies where they take hot rocks from the fireplace, put them in like a bedpan kind of thing, and then they'd stick them in the bottom of your uh, bed to keep the foot of your bed warm so your feet wouldn't freeze. You can do the same thing with a bottle of hot water. Throw it in your sleeping bag right before you go to bed, or you can stick a bunch of dry clothes down there to help warm up your feet at night. Keep your stuff dry by using garbage bags inside of your pack. Line the backpack with plastic garbage bags. Fill her up with stuff, so in case something breaks or busts or whatever, or you could, of course, Uh, individually put things in gallon bags if you want to do it that way. This is interesting. I never thought about this one, but if you've got uh, camping uh, utensils or, like, cooking pots, things that you carry with you, uh, if you're going to be tenting in the woods somewhere, silica gel packs in your cookware. Save some of those when you open up, uh, you know, like, clothing or whatever it is, and you got those little silica, you know, do-not-eat packs. Yeah. Store them with your cookware to help prevent rust. Huh. So if you've got pans, you know, and you're... I did not know that. Or a coffee pot or something along those lines, you can use some of those silica gel packs to help uh, prevent rust. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, what about it? It's Everybody's got it now. Yeah. You're taking where you wherever uh-huh. you go. You can also use that as a uh, fire starter. Germ-free helps start a fire in a pinch. You can also use some lint. So if you've got some pocket lint... Yeah, if you we, got some,
3: we save our dryer stuff. Stuff like that, you can mm-hmm. use that to help
2: start a fire out there in the woods. Uh, hang your clothes up with your bread tags. So, you know, when you get a, bre- a bag of bread, some of them come with the plastic tag as opposed to the twist tie in order to close the bag up. Save those, and if you're looking to hang up some wet clothes on a line and you didn't bring clothespins, because honestly, who brings clothespins when they Nobody go camping? Nobody does. You keep those bread tags They're real simple. You put a bunch in a bag or a little you know, Tupperware uh-huh. container or whatever, and then you can use those to hang the clothes up on the line. Uh, last but not least, summer party tip here on the Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock, again, brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill. Giving you some camping hacks. Spices in sealed straws. This is such a cool idea. I didn't even think about this, but... You take some plastic straws, you take some spices, right? You can't bring those, you know, a million of those little... Uh, so you take
3: what you need for each recipe. Yeah, so this so one's oregano. Chili powder,
2: or oregano, dill, thyme, whatever yeah. you got. You put it inside that straw. You seal one end, obviously, with uh-huh. a, little bit of, a little bit of heat. You seal that plastic straw, right? Whatever the spice is on the side of the straw. With it's a, all
3: measured out and
2: you're ready to go. Yeah, and then you can measure it out, That's dump sweet. it in there. Yeah, cut the straw and then you seal the other end and you've got yourself uh, mm-hmm. an easy, portable way to have some uh, spices if you're going uh, tent camping. So there you go. Some camping hacks. That is your summer party tip here on The Morning Sickness on 95.7 The Rock. Again, brought to you by the Flipside Pub and Grill.
0: The greatest show on earth. The best, the best of The Morning Sickness.
2: It certainly doesn't have the
0: ethical content that I think they should have.
2: You're killing me, Shaw's. Each and every Wednesday, just after 8 o'clock, your chance to win my morning show money, courtesy of GECU, the friendly credit union. This week, it's $60.00. Looking for caller 15 on the five-star telecom rock line. Who this? This is Dave. Dave, are you familiar with how this game is played? I am. All right, Dave. 60 bucks of my morning show money up for grabs. Do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or not? I will say yes. I have faith in the Shaw. You have faith in the Shaw. All right. That's usually not a good choice. But if you're right, 60 bucks of my money is yours. All right? Sounds good. Wow.
1: Faith in the hesitate. Shaw.
2: No. He Right away, he knew calling us. He was going to go with you. I
1: hope I don't disappoint.
2: Well, Shaw, let's listen closely to this week's movie quote. It's okay. short. I will tell you that. It's only about a second long. Oh,
1: great. <laughs> a second?
2: <laughs> but a lot of people will know a it second. right away. Let's see if you do. Listen closely to this week's movie quote.
1: She's gone from suck to blow.
2: You want to hear that again?
1: Yeah. She's gone from suck to blow.
2: Can you discern what that gentleman was saying?
1: Uh, not the very beginning part.
2: Want to hear it one more time? Yeah. All right. Listen closely.
1: She's
2: gone from suck to blow. Want to hear it one more time, Shaw? <laughs> it's not helping, is it, Shaw? Uh, How many times you got to hear it before you give me an answer here? Okay,
1: well, you keep asking. Want to
2: hear me. it one more time, Shaw? No.
1: She's gone from suck to blow.
2: <laughs> Too bad, you're going to hear it another <laughs> time. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow.
3: And that's not the plastic girl that was on the roof of my RAV last no, Friday. Is that not the, the one,
2: one. Or any of the girls that were on any of the golf carts. Wow. They they removed their heads. I don't know if you saw that, but they just there was one, just head one. Head
1: removal. People really had their way with those things.
2: Well they, they were not uh they were they didn't really hold their air very well.
1: <laughs>
3: the one in the back of my rev still all blown up though. What I don't know.
2: One time use. All right, Shaw, movie quote. Let's see if you know it. Give us an answer here. What do you think? Um If you get it right, Dave wins sixty bucks of my morning show money. If you don't, we add ten bucks and it's seventy dollars next week.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I got nothing here. Um, I, Tarzan, I don't know.
2: Oh man. So many people yelling at their radio right now, Shaw, a movie that came out on this day in 1987, starring Rick Moranis, John Candy. Oh gosh, really? Jim J. Bullock. Really? I've seen that movie. Joan Rivers. And the great Mel Brooks. Come on, Shaw. Spaceballs. Yes. Spaceballs. The maid with the vacuum. She's gone from suck to blow. No. (laughs) Well, now that you say it that way. The suitcase combination. One, two, (laughs) three. I told you never to call me on this wall. Come on, Shaw. (laughs) I know
1: give me that one, I would have gotten it.
2: I, that was a good one. She's gone from suck to blow. That's a big quote from the end of the movie right there. Come on, man. How do you not know that?
1: Because it was, what, 1987? They're combing the desert. <laughs> they got the comb.
2: <laughs> oh, man. 70 bucks of my morning show money up for grabs next week, Shaw. Really it's okay, me okay me. Shaw. Sorry, man. It's all right. Sorry, really, Dave. really let me down on this one, Shaw. I let Dave down. I, really, I thought, well, Dave, whatever. I get, I get <laughs> to keep my money, but... <laughs> I'm happy about that, but I'm surprised you didn't know it. I really thought you were going to know it.
0: Ryan. Come on. Gene. Let's go. And Shaw
2: giving you the best they've got. (laughs) No, really. As we uh, discussed earlier, Shaw, games of skill or chance. Now, these are not just games at uh, a casino. These are games in general. Uh, A lot of people rediscovering board games during the quarantine, pulling out the Monopoly or the Game of Life or Risk or Sorry or Trouble or whatever game you're trying to play. And one of my favorite memories as a kid growing up was trying to beat my grandfather at chess. And he was not like a, a chess wizard or anything like, like it that. Was, but he really
3: was, felt good when you could do it? I
2: never did. Oh. <laughs> because I, I didn't understand chess. I, I He taught me how the pieces move. Right. But I didn't understand that there was logic, obviously. And there was planning. And there you have to look moves mm-hmm. and moves ahead. And, moves yeah. ahead. and uh, he would beat me, you know repeatedly uh at chess and I never once beat him but uh it was a it was a fun time that we had you know me trying to figure uh-huh, out how to work but uh chess is one of those games that uh requires a lot of skill Shaw. Yeah. True and enough. uh they asked a new survey asking people about games of skill or or, or chance or luck uh chess 82% of people say it's a uh, game of skill 4% of people say luck hmm. <laughs> Those people must not play also. a lot of they don't yeah, they don't play a lot <laughs> of chess there, so that maybe that's why they think uh it's 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 a game of luck. But uh the rest of people uh in the survey don't know. But chess number one in regards to uh games uh of, of skill. Checkers. Surprising it's this high, but seventy seven percent of people say it's a game of skill. Ten percent of people There's say strategy involved. it's a game of luck. A little bit, but uh, you also have to hope that the other guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Right. Uh, Scrabble. Uh, if you ask Nerdlinger over there, Brad Williams, he'll tell you it's all skill. Seventy-six uh, percent of people say that Scrabble is skill. Nine percent say luck. Obviously, if you draw a bunch of weird letters out of the bag, it, you know it's going to be hard to remember that word that you're looking for. But if you're Brad and you've got a photographic memory, you can certainly pick that. Uh, poker. Fifty-four percent of people say skill. Twenty-eight percent of people say luck.
1: I mean, there's some skill involved in poker. I mean,
2: well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you watch World Series of Poker, but you can't control
1: what cards you draw. But, well, no,
2: but you also, you know, the skill there then lies in betting and how you play other, you know, play off other players and what they're doing. This one, my wife, she cannot beat me, and it frustrates her to no end. Uh, Whenever we go to a brewery, we make sure that they have a Connect Four uh, because she likes to challenge me and and attempt to beat me at Connect Four. But forty nine percent of people say Connect Four is skill. Twenty one percent of people say that it's luck. Clue. Mm -hmm. What about the game of Clue, Shaw?
1: Uh, Mr. Mustard, I'd in, say uh, yeah, there's some, some skill. skill. The
2: world, yeah, forty-six percent of people say skill. Twenty-three uh. percent say luck. Monopoly, forty-two again, uh, say skill. Blackjack, thirty-five percent of people say it's skill. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, Shaw, you never know what kind of card's right. going to come up next, but you're playing the what odds. You do with them, yeah, you know it's uh, it, blackjack's one of the games that you can beat, right? Uh, isn't that what they say? If you count cards, mm-hmm. uh, if you're Alan from the Wolfpack, uh, Uno, twenty-six percent of people say skill. Um, fifty-two percent of people say luck, and then cards against humanity. Fifteen <laughs> percent of people say skill. Why do you even care? Just have some fun. And yeah, exactly. Hope for some naughty, raunchy yeah, fun there yeah, with your yeah, friends. Yeah. That's. Yeah. But uh, there you go. Chess definitely a game of, of skill. Oh, that's a game of skill. I don't even understand it. You don't understand chess? I mean, I
3: I get what's. The gist of it, but I don't play. My husband plays, and it's like, mm, okay, that's not for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, my grandfather actually made me a chessboard. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It, uh, not the board itself, but the pieces. the pieces. He whittled them out of wood and uh, made a, a little box and everything. And uh, I just could not ever, never, beat never him? No, not once. I don't remember ever beating him at a game of chess. Oh, I'm,
3: I'm sure you were. That was designed that way. You were never going <laughs> to.
2: Yeah, he taught me the four, the four. What is it? The four move chess. Uh, the four. Yeah, there's like four moves, and you can beat somebody as long as they counter your move properly. And uh, he taught me that one, and I, I tried to beat him with it, and he saw it coming a mile away, obviously. Yeah. But you're
0: listening to the best of the morning sickness.
2: More, more, more. Oh, oh, oh. Did you know that June is celibacy awareness month, Shaw? Uh, no, I've never heard of that. Are a- you aware of celibacy? No. Well, now you are. Thankfully, not. <laughs> it's been a, been a minute, huh? Yeah. June is celibacy awareness month, so be aware of celibacy, Shaw.
1: Okay. Is there something I should do to mark the occasion, or
2: maybe write down some of these? These are the best things about being celibate. Okay. I guess I don't I don't know these for a fact, but you know, you get married and you sort of get back into it, Shaw. Best things about being celibate. It's like being married, minus the part where you have to sit through all that HGTV. (laughs) You don't have to flip or flop. Right. Right, Shaw? That's right. You don't have to have any brothers that are buying property. None of that. Best things about being celibate during Celibacy Awareness Month is that uh, when you have a super realistic AI pleasure robot, cuddling after sex is an option, Shaw. (laughs) No longer a requirement. Right. It's an option. Apparently, they're making a new sci-fi show. I don't know if you saw this, Shaw, but they're... Uh, in unrelated robot news or hmm. semi-related, they're they're using an actual robot in this uh, in this upcoming sci-fi TV show, like an AI so it's android robot, computer generated. It's, no, it's, no, it's
1: a real robot. Yeah,
2: it's it's not like you know in in uh, Lost in Space where they had this guy inside of a suit, you know, driving around or whatever, or some sort of piece of machinery. It's an actual like it's playlist. not d Yeah. Uh, Best things about being celibate here on the morning sickness On 95.7 The Rock It forces you and your partner to find new ways to resent each other (laughs) Add that to the list Tap on toothpaste right Gene (laughs) Best things about being celibate Every summer you can bond with thousands of like minded Individuals at Comic Con (laughs) (laughs) My people You Gotta do it virtually this year
1: though
2: (sighs) Virtually Yes. Uh best things about being celibate June is Celibacy Awareness Month. You can immediately get people to leave you alone just by mentioning it. <laughs> sort of like vegans. Yeah. Ooh, okay, celibate. Gotta go. Yeah, see, sorry, I don't we have nothing in common Gotta go. whatsoever. Whoa. Uh nobody's there asking you a thousand annoying questions while you're trying to watch a Star Trek movie. <laughs> <laughs> trying to watch Stan Chang. Best things about being celibate during Celibacy Awareness Month? Less time focusing on sex means more time focusing on other important things in life, Shaw. Yeah? Like collecting action figures. Hey!
1: <laughs> that one hit too close to home, huh? This, I'm,
2: I'm no longer active in collecting. I have them. I just i am no longer active, Shaw. Big difference. Important distinction. Uh, no one's going to notice all the weight you've gained during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody there to tell you. The quarantine uh, 15, right? Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Get off me. You're so fat and sweaty. Why do you always have to be on top? Best things about being celibate here on the morning sickness on ninety five seven The Rock during celibacy awareness month. Your junk is now free to focus on a career in puppetry.
1: <laughs> There's a market for that.
2: There is. You get an OnlyFans account, Shaw. You can sell pictures of your feet. Make ten bucks a shot. You, know you, know you lost do me that? there, but okay. You know what an OnlyFan is? No. So chicks uh, can basically sell nudes or pictures of their elbows or whatever they want. Whatever pictures kinda, of their elbows. Whatever, whatever fetish guys into. Oh, guy, it's a fetish site. Sort of. It's like an app thing, and uh, you, you sign up, and you get an account, and then you sell pictures or toenail clippings or whatever to guys, and uh, it allows the average woman to uh, sell stuff during the quarantine <laughs> that maybe she wasn't willing to sell before, Shaw. Uh, okay. Yeah. So- Shaw, you want some You
3: sandals? No, Shaw, music. you want some flip, flippy floppies no. from so, the internet?
2: I'm well, good. if you're, yeah, if you're a girl that runs through flip flops on a regular basis, you blow one out, yeah, steps on a pop sell top. Sell it to I mean, Shaw. want you, on the Yeah, some guys willing to pay twenty bucks, top dollar, to get your flippy flops on the onlyfans. <laughs> okay, go get it, Shaw. <laughs> I'm learning a lot today. Couple more of the best things about being celibate on uh, on uh, celibacy awareness month. You never have to put manscaping on your to do list.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You mow the grass to make the tree look taller, right, Shaw? That's what you told me. And uh, last but not least, the best thing about being celibate June is Celibacy Awareness Month. So now that you're aware, Shaw, I don't know what you do with this information, but take it home. Share it with Mary. Uh, (laughs) Increase. Hey, Mary, I bought some flip-flops on the Internet.
3: Used ones. You know
2: that? You into used? They're already broken in, Mary. I paid top dollar for them, too, so you know they're good. Uh, Increased forearm strength. (laughs) Get a workout. I get it. Hey, Popeye. I get it. (laughs) I get it. <laughs> don't even need that spinach. <laughs> job well done. Ryan. Ryan.
0: Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast.
1: And here's a worm that will make you nope, squirm. No, nope,
2: I heard this one. I don't want it. Nope, Doctors nope. in
1: Cambodia nope. recently removed <laughs> a leech nope. that had entered uh, a man's penis nope, while he was swimming. Nope. And then it gorged nope. on him, nope. drinking goes the a full nope. pint of his blood. <laughs> the man first knew something was awry when he experienced severe pain trying to use the bathroom. He ended Ain't up going to a hospital. A tiny camera was inserted into his penis, which oh. revealed the culprit to be a oh. leech. He told doctors he'd been swimming in a river earlier that day, so they deduced that the parasite had swum up his urethra and into Oh, man, that is so specific. That is a a really specific swimming route. Removal was complicated by the fact that the leech had ballooned up to a much larger size after sucking a pint of the victim's blood. Uh, Not only that, but it already injured parts of the man's organs with its teeth and no leeches had teeth. Nope. To safely extract the leech, doctors were forced to use a tiny probe with electric nodes and cutting tools at the end to kill the leech before yanking it back out the way it came in. Nope. Fortunately, the man decided <sighs> to pint be of blood. That is a lot. fearing okay after the skin-crawling ordeal. You're not doing okay. <laughs> there's, there's no way you're doing okay after that? Okay Okay's nothing okay window. any of
2: that. The leech in the pee hole, the camera in the pee hole, the leech is bigger, they got to pull it out. There's nothing okay about any of that. That is nothing.
3: Specific swimming route, though, really, yeah. Shaw. I mean, you're just swimming along, you're the leech, you're just like, and then you're Ain't like, it's oh, right up it. there. I
1: mean, that's. Yeah. That's. <laughs> no. Wouldn't you notice? I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you think you would, but apparently you wouldn't. He didn't know until later, so.
2: Oh. Every man leech imagines. In,
1: pee hole. I'm in, their, in
2: their brain, what that pain feels like, Shaw.
3: Ooh. Mm hmm. Oh, wait. that's I don't want that. <gasps> That's a those a free movies. I don't want that. Ooh. That's a free movie. That's a section of the That's web a, I have not that, been on yet. Really? Uh, well, I maybe. can if you Google in my right. pee hole, <laughs> free videos, free videos. <laughs> Heavy <laughs> R, a completely free channel offering nah. the world's most
2: in the pee hole stuff. I don't. New videos I don't, I don't, I about leeching my. Uh, Ooh I'm yeah, no. I'm good
3: with that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh. Nope.
2: Uh.
3: Wow, there's more than one like that.
1: It's happened before,
2: huh? Well, yeah, that's how you get all the videos. How okay. it was in his okay. urethra.
3: All right, I gotta get off of this internet site. <sighs> oh, this you're gonna, is your computer's gonna just, blow That off. is terrible.
2: Your computer's not used to it like mine is. You gotta get Whoa. off. like that. Yours Whoa. can't handle it. Mine's like, ah, yeah, whatever. And it's a Tuesday. You know, <laughs> this is what we're doing on Tuesday: looking at leech in a pee hole videos. Okay. <laughs>
3: Let's put on a show.
0: You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. We go out the way. But let's be honest, Shaw's the real star of the show.
1: I'm up the button.
2: We had this discussion a while ago, Shaw. Gene thinks that day drinking starts at like 3 in the afternoon, which to me is crazy talk because day drinking starts at 10 in the morning. Right, Shaw? Well, Sometimes I- earlier.
1: Yeah. I- it's been
2: now,
3: if I'm at Lambeau and kickoff is yes. at noon, then, yes, football th- game, then yes. day drinking is absolutely at 10 in the morning. No-
2: can't, can't drink like all day today. but you don't start the first thing in the morning. You get up on a Saturday or a Sunday, you got nothing to do, and that Bloody Mary mix is in the fridge, Sean. Then I'm not getting pic-
1: anything done all day. So, so? Take a day off, for Christ's Christ sake, Sean, Sean. Then you're Jeez. like, what? I can't, what? It's I'm not mooned, getting I can't function. Yeah. Mr. Can't
2: Put His Christmas Lights Up <laughs> is worried about not getting anything done. How early is too early? To start day drinking on the weekends, Shaw, on the weekends. On the here. weekends? Let's say it's a Saturday, you've got absolutely you at- nothing to do, it's a beautiful day, Shaw, you've got I- some really good beers you just picked up, or maybe yeah. you got a nice couple of bottles of wine, whatever it is that you... You're you- watching
3: an Iowa game, Shaw, you're, you're down in Iowa. Again, and you've you got to right? have
2: something to do, though, that's, the, that is, that's what we're getting away from. This is a... This is with See, all, yeah, a Yeah, thing? I think it would
1: be a special occasion, an event of some kind that would cause me to pop one open, you know, before, mid-afternoon. Like a mimosa with a brunch? Okay. Yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah, but that's not day drinking. That's just having a mimosa with brunch. I'm I am a day drinker. The purpose is to drink all day. That's what day... Do I have to spell everything out How about out here? you're on a
1: golf course, Shaw? You went yeah, to have even then though, a couple then beers? Then, then my game goes to crud. And- the
2: purpose of the day drinking, right? If you're going to say I'm day drinking, that's the, the, the day's activity is day drinking. I'm drinking from the start to the finish. Yeah. I don't know how long I'm going to last. Do that. Okay, having a beer with a golf game or a mimosa with brunch is not day drinking. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right. I'm day drinking is at the a activity. cabin,
3: and there's a lake in front of me, and I right. wake up and I crack a beer. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Not
2: necessarily. Yeah. Maybe a beer. Maybe you start with a bloody, and then you get transition. You know, maybe it's uh, you know, you're know you having a whiskey taste. I don't know. But, yeah, day drinking. Okay. How, how early is
1: too early? Well, for you, as soon as you get up, I guess. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. If okay. I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood, no, Sean. I hear you. When COVID first hit
3: that first Saturday, I went and got Bloodies from the distillery and yeah. I started drinking it like 11 in the morning and I never stopped. So, how's that, 11?
2: Yeah, that's okay. Uh, okay. But that's not the most. Uh, <laughs> more than 2,500 Americans were asked recently in a survey how early is too early to enjoy your first adult beverage on non work days. Okay. And only, and only and only twenty three percent said we got to wait till five o'clock or later. Who the hell waits till five p.m. on a Saturday? Well, that's a regular, oh, that's a regular day. That's stupid. That's not even a regular day. That's late. I'm ready for bed at five o'clock. Sixteen <laughs> okay, well, percent of man. people. Well, I got to get up at three in the morning. Sixteen. Wow. Per- you shut up, Mister. <laughs> I can't. You don't even start drinking oh, until after noon.
3: Violin is playing. So, okay, what time?
2: Sixteen percent of people say it's okay to start drinking at noon.
3: Uh, see, that's what I would say.
2: Ten percent said that ten in the morning or earlier is fine. I'm in that general vicinity. Another eight percent of people said eleven a.m. And then the big group, twenty-six percent, said sometime between one and four. I think people on the weekends like to do some stuff in the morning. Yes, yeah, get things done. I
3: gotta, I gotta yes. list.
2: No, it'll yes. wait. Yes. It'll Lots be there the tomorrow. List. It'll be there on Monday. It'll well, be there. It's next always going to be
3: there. But you got it. But so, then there's more so then, stuff.
2: So, 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 <laughs> what the hell are you so <laughs> You're obsessed just taking day with day doing often, stuff? Aren't you who cares about doing stuff? The world's coming to an end. Just drink. Stay off from life. Men are almost twice as likely to think morning drinking is okay on the weekend, and a lot of people in their 20s also agreed with that.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Overall, most people describe themselves as, quote, social weekend or special occasion drinkers. Over a third said they don't drink at all. Over a third of people don't drink at all. And uh, 3% said they enjoy a drink at every opportunity. <laughs> and only 5% of us drink every day. What was that last one? Only five percent of us drink every day Ooh, I am really I'm you're in that very I'm, small I'm helping
3: decision. that five percent out
2: Jean's the curve there she's not flattening that curve I'm not I get it though like you get up on a Saturday like I get up early on the weekends too I'm up at five six o'clock sometimes at the latest I do an hour or two of stuff on the computer some work stuff and then I'll do things around the house if I got to vacuum my truck or mow the lawn or dink around in the backyard with some stuff but dude if i'm if I'm in the mood I'm just gonna do it. Cause it's gonna be there tomorrow too, Shaw. The lawn, whatever, it ain't gonna change. Those sticks are gonna have to get picked up tomorrow too. Dog's gonna have to go for a walk tomorrow as well. They can wait. Missed it,
0: download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant.
1: On 957therock.com. And the 957TheRock app.